Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Blue Devil Podcast, an official inside look of everything stout. I am one of your hosts, Arthur Rokes, alongside some of the most amazing people here on campus. Z is here. What's up? Evan is here. How we doing? Logan is here. Hello, hello. Our wonderful social media specialist, Audrey, is here. Hey. And our amazing producer, Eric Krause, is here. Doki doki. Doki doki. <laughs> All right. How was everyone's weekend? How did you celebrate your girlfriend's birthday? Uh, on Friday, we went to this place in Eau Claire called uh, Fuji, uh, and it was really, really good. We had hibachi. It was one of the best meals I think I've ever had. Uh, and then on Saturday, we went to the Mall of America, mm. uh, but we had to leave early because the weather was getting bad. Um, but yeah, it was a really good time. We had a The important question here, Logan, is who paid for all of those things that you all did? Um... Our parents. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was it was it was, oh. <laughs> it was her birthday. I thought yeah. you. Were I, was about, see, I was about to go. Chivalry's not dead. <laughs> Arthur, oh, chivalry is not dead though. <laughs> I don't make very much money, my guy. No. Cut this part saying, out of the podcast. It's, just, it's <laughs> your girlfriend's birthday. You know, you the idea there is to spoil your girlfriend, right? So I'm th- I'm just thinking maybe. I mean, I bought her gifts and such. I will admit, Logan, I don't know why I'm like I'm admitting it, but like Logan, you're a very good boyfriend. You're, I will admit you're a very good boyfriend. To Thanks, Evan. Yeah. yeah. That's a pretty good <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Just from what I see, you seem like a pretty good guy. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right. This whole part just kind Everyone of else? Um, Z, Audrey, how was your weekend? Eric, uh, Ollie, how was your weekend? Um, my weekend was good. I just stayed home and played with my puppy, Toby. Oh, cute. What kind Toby. of dog? He's a teddy bear. He's two months. Oh. I love Toby. Two months. Well, for our for my weekend, I hung out um, with some friends. Um, oh, yeah. After I forgot the, about the. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, we hung out together. You as well as. I forgot, too. Um, y'all tried to recoup from this weekend. It was really crazy. You know, it, we didn't finish till about 2 in the morning, but it was worth it. So, yeah. Um, Audrey, how's your weekend? Um, I don't know. I don't remember much of it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was pretty boring. I think I did a lot of work. Yes. No, wait. A lot of work as in homework, as in yes. work, yes. making money? Both. Well, I don't, yeah. You don't work on the weekends? No, but I did go to the Peace March Friday. And that was kind of for work. It was good. Lit. Good experience. I took a lot of photos. I wrote a story about it on Startonia. So it's out. Um, what else? Oh, I went to the HSSO Educational Conference. Nice. Which was cool. Got to learn more about my culture. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Evan, did you share your weekend update? No, nope, not yet. Um, uh, it was my birthday on Monday. Um did too much. Yeah, there you go. I got oh. the big two one. How did, did you um, celebrate? What did Mitch ask? I think Mitch asked you. Did you celebrate your birthday the Wisconsin, the Wisconsin way? <laughs> and the, <laughs> do you remember what happened? And uh, uh, it was it was actually really cool. I walked into class and Mitch, our, our program director, just like big dude, just stands up and just goes, "Happy birthday!" Um, <laughs> Mitch is a great guy. He's awesome. Um, so like. Uh, I kind of did. I got. I went out to Stout at House with some friends. Uh, I got three free drinks. That was pretty cool. Mm. I just want to say, you said that Stout Ale House said that you could have any any rail drink all night. For it was free. well whis- whiskey or gin for Dude. on your birthday. 
Evan, you have more self-control than Let I do, my guy. Let this be known that we're not promoting any alcoholic drinks. We really are not. <laughs> <laughs> or are we? On the podcast, but we're if you're, if you're of age. Evan is of age, I am so he's allowed. I'm just putting that disclaimer. Um, All right, go ahead. <laughs> I, well, okay, the thing is, I, I, I could have, but I had the career conference the next day. I just didn't want to be feeling gross and stuff afterwards. Yeah, Friday night, Monday. Friday it's night, really March nice. 1st, is the night where I'll feel gross the next day. Yeah. So that's that's the day. You, you know why that's important? Why is that? Because we have this major assignment due on Friday. So I, I guarantee you, once you turn that in, you're going to feel so great. Oh, you know it. You're going to celebrate even mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably have I'm, one I'm drink to just celebrate. No, no more paper. Yeah. Um, Eric, should we extend this to Eric? How was your weekend, Eric? Well, sticking with the theme of drinks, I went out and got... <laughs> Eric is of age also. I, yeah, I'm also of age. Uh, there was the Hoopla release party on Friday at the Raw Deal. I didn't go to that. I was just at the Raw Deal drinking. It happened around me. Uh, wait, wait. They serve drinks at the Raw Deal? Yeah. yeah. They oh, serve wow. beer. They have really good beer there. Not really promoting the Raw Deal, but I am promoting the Raw Deal. They should pay us for this. <laughs> they probably promo. won't. But anyway, really <laughs> like that. And then on Saturday, I Skyped with my brother. We played some Smash Bros. That was a good time. Uh, and then Sunday, I think I just did homework. Yeah, nice. went for a run. That was good. Stupid cold out. Tired of the weather, but aren't we all? So that's it. My weekend, I went to conference. Well, Friday, we went to the uh, Peace March. And Saturday, I went to a conference for track. And it was the most amazing thing I've ever been to. Um, well, second. Um, one because a lot I've seen, I saw a lot of athletic people people are just like <laughs> athletes like this is insane how God just gifted these people and it's like this one guy that won uh the 60 meter uh finals is insanely built this dude is his body is mine and Audrey's body put together and I couldn't believe this guy was moving that fast being so that thick? big. That's a weird mm-hmm. description. So thick? That's really weird. He was thick. He was thick. That's the appropriate term. Just imagine two people together. Just imagine two people together. Yeah. <laughs> 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 two people together. Anyways, that's enough about the weekend. Um, Want to get into announcements? What yeah, do we let's, got, Logan? let's do it. Uh, weekly announcements. Monday, March 4th. It's Coffee Monday, everyone. Get that coffee in the library. Uh, and then also we have the InterVarsity Christian Fellowship from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. in the White Pine Room of the MSC. Also, we have GSA Weekly uh, General Meeting, 7 to 9 p.m. MSC Ballroom B. Tuesday, March 5th, we have Latinos Unidos Weekly Meeting from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. in the MSC White Pine Room. Wednesday, March 6th, we have Social Justice Coffee Hour. Um, and the topic is feminism, 1.30 to 2.30 p.m. Uh, Willow Walnut, join them as they discuss the history of feminist movements. There's also the Black Student Union general meeting to, uh, in Jarvis, Science Wing, room 245 from 6 to 7 p.m. Thursday, March 7th, we have uh, Speak Up, join them on International Women's Day outside of the Involvement Center from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. There's also a Multicultural Student Services office hosting Adulting 101, another day, another email. Uh, the Hmong Stout Students Association general meeting from 7 to 8 p.m. in Willow Walnut of the MSC. And then Friday, March 8th, we have Free Climb Friday at Stout Adventure, and that's every Friday starting at 1 p.m. Come see the amazing new renovated wall. All right. Thank you, Logan. Let's get into it. Uh, you all have sent in your questions, and Z has the answers. 
Here is Ask Z from our very own Z. Hello, everybody. Um, welcome to XZ and Happy Black History Month. So, we got um, a couple questions for XZ. The first question is, did you attend the Peace March and how was it? So, I did attend the Peace March and it was amazing. I saw um, a lot of people I knew, um, some professors I've even had. Um, and so, the Peace March pretty much started off with... Um, um, there were speeches given uh, to the people who coordinated it, so the um, Your Turn Stout. Um, they gave, like, pretty much speeches to, like, why is your turn, why the Peace March is important, and, like, pretty much what it means to them. It was a very, very good, like, moving speech. Um, afterwards, um, we did the Peace March, and uh, we walked, and uh, Audrey was one of the photographers. She did an amazing job taking pictures. Um, and we also had another uh, photographer, Nicole, I believe her name is. Yeah, she was like she was really good. Um, and so we walked. We went went on the, um, the bridge, and um, it was the snow was really really high, um, and people literally climbed, y'all. Like they was climbing in the snow. It was up to their knees, and they were climbing in the snow to stand on the bridge to put their signs in the air. Like when I say this was true commitment, no, I, my ass wasn't in no snow. But I was supporting though. Like I was on the bridge, but I wasn't in that snow. But you know, people was, and it was like I supported them and cheered them on, you know, from behind. Um, but that was really really cool. Um, then we, you know, we continued the march. Um, yo, this march was so lit. So, um, one of the <laughs> photographers, like, took a picture of me and my, and, like, my friend, we were walking next to each other. And, like, the picture got 135 likes on Facebook. Yeah. I never got that many likes before. Like, that was a record. <laughs> I was oh, they, they, this is making moves right here. Like, okay. Like, I got likes now. Like, this is crazy. Um, and so, yeah, but honestly, um, there was a documentary and a discussion that happened afterwards. Um, I couldn't make it because I was uh, at work. Um, but my, or my boss had oranges for me, so made up for it. But <laughs> um, that was just, yeah, that was pretty much how the Peace March went. So, yeah, it was, it was lit. Um, and then my next question was, um, did you attend the career conference? Uh, so this is a really good question because I did not attend the career conference. <laughs> um, and that's because I'm an applied social science major. And, like, when you're an applied social science major, you know that, like, there's nothing there for you. The nonprofit expo is, like, where, where we usually go to because that's where they have stuff for our career at. Um, yeah, it's, it's not all that. But it's there. So, like, um, we have the nonprofit expo that we usually go to, APSS students. But um, anybody want to tell their stories about attending the career conference? Um, I had – I went both days, and it was really good both days. Um, I – Every, almost every single interaction I had was really was really good, except for one, which was just funny more than bad. I went I went up and then, and I know I know a couple people in here have already heard the story. But it's just really funny to me. I went up and he kind of said what they did like four times in a row, pretty much just repeated himself about four times in a row, and then basically said, "Yeah, you're not really what we're looking for," and then repeated it two times in a row what they did. And then again said, "Yeah, we really don't think we're, you're what we're looking for." And then, and then the one more time explained what they did. And then he's like, "Okay, bye." And then he just sent me over to somebody else, uh, which is just I just find it funny. I always have some sort of funny, awkward like interaction at the at the career conference. But every other interaction I had was great. Uh, I got some probably some interviews or internships lined up for the summer. Feel pretty good about it. 
Cool. Good luck, man. Thank um, you. I went for to just to write a story for one of my classes um, because I, I already am like pretty confident about a, a, a summer internship, which I'm excited about. Uh, so I wasn't really there to look for a job. But every interaction I had with uh, employers were super cool. They were all really excited to be at Stout. They had great things to say about Stout students. So overall, I'd say it seemed like a lot of people were there. Everyone was dressed up, looking snazzy. Uh, so I'd say it looked like a success to me. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Well, yeah, that's really good to hear um, that y'all benefited from it or that you went and got something out of it. Um, I think next fall I'm going to just give it another try. Um, and just, like, for the record, like, even if, like, like sometimes I do go even if it's, like, they really don't have stuff for my major, but it's really good experience with, like, networking and communicating with businesses. So in the future, you would know how to talk to a potential employer. Mm -hmm. So definitely you can benefit a lot from the career conference, and I highly encourage everyone to go at least least once in your college career. It's really beneficial. Stout has one of the biggest ones in the Midwest every fall. So, like, definitely take advantage of it. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it for Act Z. Can I ask you all a question? Um, No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the podcast, we have to ask questions. Um, how beneficial do you think it is for a student who doesn't have the... Because this was I ran into this problem today, and one of my friends, I asked him why he didn't go to the career conference, and his answer was he didn't have the necessary outfits. Um, he didn't have a decent or good uh, dress clothes or shoes mm-hmm. to go there. How how important do you think that is? Uh, so I had a factor that plays in going to. I conference? had a similar issue today. I've gained some weight in the past couple months, uh, and so all the dress clothes I bought when I was looking pretty good don't really fit that well anymore. And I uh, haven't really went out and bought anything uh, new. So just do your best, man. Wear a button up. If you have some khakis, wear a khaki. Mm-hmm. Like just dress up as well as you can. I really think that. I, I don't think that any employer is going to totally turn you away if, if I don't know, if you just, you know, as long don't roll up in like a hoodie, but, you know, right. do your best. Okay. Um, Even it's, it's just good to network. Eric's got some stuff to say. Eric, what do you got to say? Yeah. So I also went <clears throat> today. I had a also for a project for a class and also needed to talk to people for job stuff. And uh, for my story, uh, some of the angles I'm taking is like what job and or what like the employers are expecting from students, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of them are. It said they expect the person to be dressed nice, mm-hmm. but a business casual nice. A lot like because you see a lot of people walking around right now during this time, and there's people in full on suits and like they're dressed to the nines basically. But basically, every person I talked to said what I'm wearing right now, which is just a button up shirt, black pants, and nice shoes, is per- was perfectly fine. Okay, so they're not looking for you to go. Yeah, you don't have to wear a full-on tuxedo or suit or a full-on like dress or something. You just look nice and presentable, and you'll be fine. Everyone needs to stop going so hard, dude. No, I think. uh, Do you have anything to add to that? But I've never been to a career conference here, so I can't add anything to that. Okay. The reason why I ask that because I want to know. I I want to know if they should um, try to what's the word like put it out there to students that even though you aren't um you don't have the necessary outfits to be there thank you audrey you are still able to go you can still go there and um let your voice let your personality do the talking for you and um or 
do the necessary work for If you, you roll up with an amazing resume, they're not even going to be looking at your clothes. You know what yeah. I mean? That's what I'm thinking. I, yeah, I know. And they, they say, you know, like, don't go there and wear jeans. But honestly, like what Eric said, like, don't get thrown out by, like, all the people wearing suits. Just yeah. go and just be who you are. And that should be the best thing to market yourself, not whatever clothes you're wearing or anything. Yeah. No, I just thought... I, when he when um, we were having this conversation, it just bothered me because he was really like you can tell like he genuinely wanted to go there, but mm-hmm. he was so discouraged because he felt like he wasn't dressed appropriately to go. And I was just like, man, that's crazy that you miss out probably mm-hmm. on the opportunity to get an internship or maybe a connection, um, just because you know you just didn't think you fit in because everyone else looked nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be. It can be, like, a stressful situation to go anyways. Like, I don't know. It's a big room. There's so many people there. Like, yeah. I don't know. My my advice for anyone would to be, you know, try to partner up with a friend. Maybe, I mean, maybe don't go talk to businesses together, but at least roll up together. You know what I mean? Kind of kind of get a feel for the room. Take your time. You know what I mean? No need to rush. And really, a lot of these people are here to talk to you. They're totally approachable. Try not to stress too hard about it. But it is, I mean, it is pretty anxiety-inducing, I'd say. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's get into the show. I'm sure by now you should have already picked up. We have a new voice in the studio with us today. Uh, She's joining us today to talk about a very important event that will be happening Saturday, March 9th from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. here on campus. Uh, All right, with no further ado, Ali, how you feeling? I feel good. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> my name is Alejandra Bustos. I am one of the co-coordinators for the Diversity Intersectionality Conference Experience, which is known as DICE. DICE. It's a great name, by the way. Yeah, yeah let, let's jump right into that. How did, <laughs> how did, I know, but um, for everyone else that don't know, how did, how did the name DICE came? Okay, so basically we wanted to have like intersectionality in there because intersectionality is the theme of the conference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was like a little bit of like a struggle because we were trying to find like dice. It like just flows, but we're just trying to find like a name, an easy name for it mm-hmm. instead of saying like diversity, intersectionality, conference experience like each time. But we struggled. So Arthur, you're helping to, to plan this event as well? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. How was the planning process? Let's talk about the planning mm-hmm. process. You know, I know planning a conference can be hard uh, and stressful. And let's also mention that this was your idea. Let's not, you know what I mean? Let's oh, yeah, not yes. let's mm-hmm. not discredit you. I know you're trying to be humble, but this was your idea. You decided that you wanted this on campus uh, to make a statement. And so let's talk about that. This is this is a big deal. And for <laughs> someone, you know, a small person planning something so big like how did that how did that came to you and how did well basically there's always like these topics that's being talked about like oppression or like code switching that like you see happening or like students going through like students like it's occurring to students so then everybody like talks about like code switching or like different like communities oppressing themselves but like they don't really know like where it comes from or like how it occurs Mm -hmm. so then basically I don't know Basically, one day I'm just like, maybe we should create like a conference because I was kind of like moved by like your turn stout because they were like, well, my thought was like after the peace march, people are like, okay, what's next? You know, because yeah. there's they have these unanswered questions because they're like, okay, well, 
what's racism? Well, ba- basically, that's an obvious question, but also, like, they that's just a, have... That's a good question, though. They just have, like, all these right. answered questions, so I'm just like, what if there's, like, a conference and, like, touching, like, about topics that topics. are out there and yeah. not a lot of people talk about them, which is mostly what are, like, the topics that we're going to be at each workshop because they're, like, mostly topics that aren't really talked about and, like, are mostly, like, pushed under the rug. So who are your team um, that are helping you with this topic? Okay. With this conference or planning this conference? Um. So then the teams planning it is, like, Latinos Unidos, which I am the president of. Then is... <laughs> then it's Black Student Union, which... Obviously, you know who the president <laughs> is. And then it's Mung Stout Student Association, which is HSSO. And then um, Native American Student Organization, and then which is known as NASO. And then also um, GSA, which is Gender Sexuality Alliance, and then International Relations Club. And then also they're not an Oregon campus, but they're, they, they are helping a lot on this um, conference, which is your turn, Stout. So I know you mentioned that you guys have some sort of, like, workshops and stuff like that, but I know also, also know you have some speakers uh, as well. You have Denise Froman and Phyllis Braxton. Um, so kind of talk about them and how important it was to get them for, for DICE. Okay, so, like, the first speaker, actually, Denise Froman, I saw her, like, live last year at, like, a United, at a Hispanic... United United State Hispanic Leadership Conference mm-hmm. and she like stood out from everybody else because basically she was like like she just like didn't dress the same as anybody else she just was her own person and like when she spoke she like spoke very deep so basically she is a Hispanic woman who belongs to the LGBT plus community basically she's a poet and she is she's from New York and Basically, how she spoke, like, she was just talking about, like, the different, the things that occurred to her that, like, oppressed, like, oppressed, oppressed her, and then also she was talking about how, like, it was hard for her to come out, like, gay to her family Mm -hmm. because she does come from, like, a Hispanic, like, background, and, like, knowing from, like, Hispanic views, some Hispanic parents are still, like... Not open to that. Not Mm -hmm. open to it, and, like, they're still in, like older generation where it's like not like accepted yet and she was talking about her struggles and she was talking about how like she had to like come through that and like how she broke it to her parents and then how she made this into a career and how she got into spoken word Mm -hmm. and basically we really liked her and we're like oh we should get her so then basically we reached out to her and we we're like, you never know, because we found, we listened to her in Chicago, so we're like, you never know, but then we got her, she's like, okay, because she did end up going to Eau Claire, so then we're like, okay, yay. Yeah. She can do Eau Claire, you know, she can do stuff. She can do stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then our second speaker, I've personally never, like, heard her, but I heard she's really great. Her name is Phyllis Braxton. She is the president and founder of Pink Consulting. And then basically, she, like, tries to, like, move move change. And, like, she just basically is about, like, if people want change, then they will work for change. And, like, she's all about, like, equality, inclusivity, about including everybody in anything. She is a very, like, busy, passionate woman about her work. 
she's basically like she also is like a mother and like she does she prioritizes that says that and that's why the reasons why she does that is so like her daughter grows up in a community where everybody's accepted and everybody is treated equally because we know now that like even today like not everybody's treated equal not everybody is like taught with this not everybody's like respected the same way we all selected these speakers because we saw the connection they have to the to the um the con- the conference, mm-hmm. you know, they all they all have uh, attributes that relates to the theme that we're talking about. So it's like they can cover each of these topics um, well. Um. So, can you talk about maybe some of the topics or themes that you guys will be addressing at this conference? So basically, like workshops. Or- uh. Yeah. So, yeah. Some okay. of the, the workshops mm-hmm. and stuff, maybe. Okay. So basically, we have a total of six no seven workshops that we'll be talking about and like the first is like a student a gender student panel because we were trying to find like someone that connects to everybody on this campus so then we wanted to like incorporate like students to be a part of this because stout doesn't have like a professor that i know of personally like have a professor that belongs to lgbt Q plus community. So instead, we tried to incorporate that with students who who aren't like only like one culture. It's like multicultural students who belong to this community and like can talk about their experience. So then more people can relate to it. Yeah, yeah. That's one topic we'll be hitting. And then also we'll be talking about like how physical disability and mental health is viewed in like communities and stuff. Mm. Because in my personal opinion, like my personal views. Like, mental disability isn't, like, talked about in, like, my Hispanic culture or in my home. It's just basically, like, like if I'm, like, let's say, like, if I'm, like, sad or, like, I have something, then my mom's, like, oh, it's okay, you're just sad. But it's not, like, really talked about. It's just, like, something that's pushed under the rug. And then same goes with, like, physical physical disability because not everybody, like, who has a physical disability is, like, taken serious and, like, aren't has the respect that other people have. Yeah, and Z and myself can attest, you know, yeah. mental health in the black community isn't, you know, yeah. looked at as something that, that is as serious as it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. know, we just told to suck it up, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, um, like, you're fine, or they laugh at you or something. Yeah, or nothing's you know wrong with you, or you just need to pray. Or yeah. <laughs> to jump in, actually, yeah. the monk community is the same way. Like, right. like <laughs> it's just, they always, um, like what Ali said, they always... Uh, push our like mental health under the rug they're always just like no it's okay like we're gonna like you're fine you're just sad you're not gonna nothing bad's gonna happen to you and then all these bad things happen but I feel like it depends on the person they're always like um no you're you're gonna be fine like you're fine just get over it and then sometimes you're just not fine but or then go take go drink some tea. You're fine. You just have a headache or like <laughs> yeah. natural. What like, for real? Yeah, because I'll be like, Mom, I'm not feeling good. Oh, go drink some like it's called like manzanilla, but like I don't know how to describe it in English. But it's like apple cinnamon tea. I don't know. She's like, Yo, you're not feeling good. Okay, go t- go drink some tea. But it's like, but it's like, I try to communicate that even with like my my boyfriend, like like mental like illnesses and stuff but like he still doesn't get it because he's from Mm. Honduras he's Mm -hmm. not like it's not like he doesn't well he doesn't know but it's just like he's never been educated on it and like he just doesn't know like where to start and all these things occur and also like with people with like physical disabilities too 
they're not really talked about either, which, like, because when he sees somebody, like, he doesn't know how to react. He just, like, he, like, naturally just respects the person, but still, because nowadays, like, when someone has physical disability, we still look down on them, but then we still respect them at the same time, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So why do you think they, but why do you think they should be talked on, talked about on campus? Like, why is it so important for people to understand and know more about these topics on campus and not even just on campus but off campus too I feel like it's really important because okay so basically the whole point of this conference is like if to because we got like a whole group of like we got like five different organizations that are like from minorities on the campus that Mm -hmm. aren't like respected and aren't seeing like above like other people on campus are Basically, it's just like speaking up and saying like, if we can do it, if we want change, then like, why, why don't you want change? It's like, basically, like, I don't know, trying to get like that stubbornness of other people that have like bad thoughts of like, this is only the way it is like, this is only like the way like, because some, I don't know, it's just like, taking away that stigma that people have against Mm -hmm. like a certain group or a certain like topic. Like, for example, like, like I was saying about like this gender student panel, like not everybody's for it, but like for like people who belong to that community because it's like not really talked about because like people still have this stigma about it. It's just like viewing like other people's views and like accepting respecting right. and accepting them. You don't have to be for it. You just have to respect the people right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in general. But that's not what's happening on campus because not mm-hmm. everybody respects, mm-hmm. like, marginalized communities. Not everybody mm-hmm. respects, like, minorities on campus, right. which is an issue. Right. That's true. And just to, like, back off of that, also, like, I do respect that, you know, you're planning this DICE conference, mm-hmm. you know, for one, at the PWI, predominantly white institute, but also that you're, like, you're just, like, doing it at an institution, like, in general, because honestly, like, like the topics you're talking about, you're talking about race, sex, gender, uh, disability, or is disability yes. one? Yes. Okay, yeah, so you're, you're talking about all of that, and it's like... Honestly, you have to actively seek classes like that in like in college, like, and I feel like like that should be a part of like gen eds or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, even if it is, like, a lot of those topics aren't being touched on. So to have a whole conference of people with lived experience, people with expertise, right. I think it's a really good opportunity. Like, like this isn't just you know Google because you know, people mm-hmm. be like, oh yeah, I'm not a racist and look up racist on Google and it just says hey, no, it's so much more complex than that. Right. And so it's like, it's like you have like a diverse community of people coming together and you're like given this opportunity. So like my question would be like, how big is this conference? Like, because I hear there's people from other colleges coming. Like. Yes. Talk about so that. basically, we want this like not just for Stout, but for like people are all around Stout. So our goal was to invite like our sister. It's called like our sister organization. So like for example, LU invited like the LUs around like Eau Claire area mm-hmm. just to share this topic because it happens in their own campus, you know, and like they. And then they can just realize that, like, it, it happens. It's a thing that happens. Like, these topics happen. Like, for example, like, one other topic is, like, how to embrace yourself. Because we do belong to, like, an all-white campus, we do have to, like, adjust ourselves. So, like, for example, we do have to do a lot of code switching, mm-hmm. which is, like, what I want to, like, that's what one topic is, like, how to embrace yourself. Because 
how I would act on campus is not how I would act like with people like in my community because I have to like adjust myself and I have to change who I am just to fit in Mm -hmm. to like this campus so and like maybe I'm not the only one that that uh, that that happens to because maybe other schools have that where like they're mostly an all-white campus and they have to adjust themselves just to please everybody or because they feel like they need to to belong I want to go back because you said you guys were inviting, you know, some of the groups from like uh, neighboring campuses and stuff. And so how, how has the reception been? Are a lot of people excited to come or are, you know, are they are they supportive, supportive of this event and stuff? Actually, yes. We got a lot of like outside schools that are like, oh, my goodness, this sounds so good. Please sign me up. So we for this conference overall, we are shooting for like 180 people. And so far, we have, like, 160 people RSVPing to it. So, like, the uh, like the overall numbers for it is really good because I didn't expect it to, like, be that high, you know? Yeah. Because I'm, like... Uh, it's the first ever one, This is the so first like, one. That's a really good number. Yeah, it is. It, I'm really, like, lucky, though, because, like, all these orgs, like, took a chance on it. Like, I had this idea. I brought it to the different organizations, and they're like, oh, my gosh, this sounds like a good idea. And then, like... They trusted me, like, to, like, run with this because the most challenging part of it was, like, it was my first time doing this conference. So I had to create roles for, like, everybody else. But also I had to create roles for myself, but I didn't know where to start because I've never done this. So I just, like, had to work with it. And I got a lot of support from, like, the organizations that are involved, too, because if I didn't know something, I could, like, ask for like help or feedback or what would happen then like they would work with me i i wanted to kind of ask kind of jump back uh to kind of this feeling of like belonging on on campus um how do you feel um how do you feel that the campus does in terms of diversity and in inclusive inclusivity um is there things that we do particularly well? Is there things that we don't do super well? And how can we better ourselves as individuals? Like you're talking about Stout as a whole, I feel like they do not listen to their students of color or like what they have to say sometimes. And I feel like that just creates problems and then that just creates more conflict because I feel like students of color are still like not comfortable being on this campus because they feel like they're not being listened to or they're not being, like, seen compared to every other student who isn't of color, like, let's say, white, pe- like, students. Z, Audrey, anything else you want to add to this? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a heavy... Yeah, it's a I'm going to be completely honest. Um, I have been discriminated against. Um, I have been stared at a lot. And I have been advocating, the reason, the whole reason why I'm still here at Stout is because of my program, and that's the only thing driving me here. It's not the people, it's, well, I mean, other than the people that I've met this year, but last year I didn't have any friends. Coming in as a freshman, nobody wanted to be my friend. Um, I have a lot of stories, so if you want to talk to me about it, you can email me or whatever, hit me up. (laughs) Um, But I have never ever felt so unwanted in an institution and I think that's really sad and I think that the fact that people of color are starting to move and like make movements and you know shine a light and shed a light and bring awareness to who we are um, as people because we are important and we make this campus a campus as well like we're not you know like we're not not people um 
And trust me, I get stared at a lot. And even with my boyfriend, and he's white, and he and he still doesn't see what I'm seeing. And I think that's really, I don't know, it's very interesting, but I just think that it's really hard being a person of color here. You do have to have thick skin to be here um, because people do leave. Like, it's just fact. Um, at the Peace March, there is this sign that said 57% of the people of color have left. I'm going to just tell my story like an individual. I'll try. So, like, imagine coming from, like, a city where it's um, one of the most segregated cities. I think it's the number one or the second, like, most segregated city in the United States, Milwaukee, which is in the state. Um, imagine coming from Milwaukee, uh, 100% uh, African-American uh, schools, um, and then you come to Stout, um, and you're the only black person in your class. Mm-hmm. And you're the only one who, like, look different. People don't want to talk to you because, like, you know, you haven't had the same experience as them. You don't go skiing. You've never been out the country before, so they look past you. Um, and you don't have any friends. You don't know anyone. You feel out of place. And then to be told by a professor that you speak African-American. And you should te- talk more like Obama and Martin Luther King. Like, that was my experience when I first came here. I hated it. Like, I hated every... Mm -hmm. I was ready to transfer out. But my major is honestly... um, When I first came, I was undeclared. And then I was special ed. Now I'm APSS. But I... I, Yeah, it was just... It was horrible. Um, And so, yeah, it's definitely, like, hard. Um, Still, four years here, still the only black person in my class, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's like... I don't know. It's it's a different experience. Um... This experience has also built character. Uh, This experience has also made me a leader. Um, This experience has also made me educated on things that I didn't have to worry about when I was back home. And I think when you look at Stout and you look at the dominant community here, they have the same world. I don't have to worry about this because it's kind of like home to them. If you grow up in a predominantly white community, um, and this is just normal to you. Like, you wouldn't notice that, like, sometimes, not all, but, like, that the students of color in your class are suffering. Mm -hmm. Um, There's identity issues going on. Like, there's things that, like, that wouldn't bother you that's, like, really bothering them. Like, all the way down to microaggressions of, oh, can I touch your hair? (laughs) Because it's curly. And it's like, I'm I'm not your fucking chia pet, you know? I definitely think when I came here, you know, because I was going to leave, but I didn't. But, like, if I would have just seen, like, a poster for Dice where I know I can go and, like, find people who looks like me, um, to go talk to them, uh, to go learn about diversity, because, like, still, I wasn't learning about this stuff even right. as a person of color. Like, you know, just because you're a person of color doesn't mean you know about it either. Um, but you, you become conscious of a lot of stuff that you weren't conscious of before when you're in a different environment. And so I definitely think, like, this DICE conference brings a lot of, like, what people need to know. Some people don't care about it, but they should because it's, like, it's around, it's happening. Like, it's time to wake up to it. You know? I remember seeing this because it's very easy to ignore these problems. I come from rural America. I knew people, everyone, I, there were like maybe three or four kids in my entire high school who didn't look exactly like I did. Well, you know, minus the red hair or whatever. <laughs> but like um, I saw a statistic, I think like my sophomore year, that it was like well over 90%, I think approaching 95% of Stout is white. Yes. that And that's a campus of almost 10,000 people. So that's 
an overwhelming amount of like that's like an overwhelming statistic. And I mean, we're right by the cities. We're like so I don't you know what I mean that this the statistics should not be like that. There's clearly a reason for this. Yeah. And so I feel like it's so easy to ignore these things. It's so easy to push them aside, but like even just looking at that number, like it's kind of a gut punch. And I feel like so for anyone who's like listening to this and they're like, "Oh, well, you know, whatever, it's just complaining or something." Like, I don't know, maybe try to step into someone else's shoes, really listen to what you guys are saying and mm-hmm. and think about 95% is insane. <laughs> To be completely honest, like, I felt like I didn't have a voice here on campus up until I used it. And trust me, like, it's not fun being discriminated against, so. And, and sorry. No, go Sorry ahead, to cut you off. Ahead, but ahead. I did go on the STAT website, and I did look at the statistics for how many people are here demographically, racially, racially demographics, um, for the fall of 2018, and it's, like, 90, 91% white people and Caucasian people and then if I were to add all of the percentages of people of color here, plus international, it's about, you're looking at like 13%. So that's like a 73% difference. So yeah, like what Logan said, like really think about that. Like it's a huge difference. <laughs> so I was told that I couldn't write a story based on the color of my skin because people assumed that I was friends with these people, even though I told them that I don't have any friends. And it's just fact. I did not have any friends coming in to Stout, and it's only my second year here. Um, and so I guess what I did, because I'm very passionate about writing, it's my major, it's something that I'm going to be going into in, the, in my career or in the future. Um, so I started writing. I started creating a blog. And now I'm writing and bringing awareness about my experiences here at Stout, but also just, you know, bringing awareness about how important people of color are mm-hmm. on campus and everywhere. And that's one way you could be involved and in using your voice. Yeah. Any other questions? My computer died, so I don't have the dialogue. My computer also died. So any other questions before we let Ollie go, before we end this wrap, wrap this episode? One more question. What food y'all having? <laughs> <laughs> asking for, asking oh, for a I, I do have a question. Forget that food question. <laughs> no, um, no, no, no. If you could be any animal, extinct or alive, <laughs> Dead or what alive. animal would you be? Uh, what animal would I be? Yeah, and why? Uh, you answer first, then I'll answer. Well, this is a question for the the... The guests. <laughs> I always do this question for the guests. Um, I would be I would be a, a cheetah because they run fast and they get. Don't you do track? Exactly why I would be a cheetah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I would be a dolphin because they're pretty s- cool and they can swim because I like legitly can't swim. Yeah. <laughs> and please answer Z question because that is also important. There yes. will be food. <laughs> yes, there will be food. We will be having a taco. Bar buffet, yes. which is provided by yours truly, the MSC Catering Services. Just to clarify, you you have to RSVP to come, like yes. to get a chair. Like oh, you yes. do have to RSVP to come because we do not accept walk-ins unless like we like have spots. But mm-hmm. like we wouldn't know that because we let's say they don't RSVP, but they want like twenty people to come. Like twenty people can't come. Because we do have to make sure we have enough things for everybody who RSVP'd, and we don't want to take, like, anything from anybody. All right. Um, is that everything? Are we good to get out of here and have ourselves mm-hmm. a good night? So I got a paper to write. <laughs> Me too. Me too. All right. Um, thank you, Ollie, for joining us. And thank you. everyone else. 
If you love this episode of the Blue Devil Podcast, Eric, how do I sound? Cool. If you love this episode of the Blue Devil Podcast, well, be sure to visit us on all social media at UWBD Podcast. Again, that is at UWBD Podcast. You can join the conversation, be the first to know about new episodes, events, and many more. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you.